What's up, everybody? Joseph back with another episode of DFW Creatives, where I shine a spotlight on Dallas Forth Creatives, a fine inspiring. My special guest today is one of my favorite meteorologists, Nellie Carino. Nellie is the chief meteorologist at Univision 23 Dallas. It's an American Spanish station. You can find and follow Nellie on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Nellie Carino TV. Nellie and I have been big fans of each other's work for several years now, as she's featured me multiple times on her news broadcast, along with resharing my photos on her social media channels. And I rely heavily on her kick-ass weather reports in order to get a heads up on the weather so I can get a great shot of Dallas. Her weather reports are constantly informative and reliable. Except for that one time. Kidding. But seriously, I love watching Nellie's weather report. She's always so positive, and she really cares about her community. And that's always been one of the biggest things that I've liked about Nellie is that she does care very much about her community like I do. Again, by not only sharing local people's weather photos like mine, but actively getting involved in her community through charities, fundraisers, and other activities. So I'm really excited to have her here today to tell us how she got started, what it's like to be a meteorologist, and some fun rapid-fire questions at the end. We are doing this via Zoom, so please forgive the quality. Hey, Nellie. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. So glad you could make it. Well, thank you for inviting me. This should be fun. Uh, I know you're very busy, so I'm going to just jump into a bunch of stuff uh, that I've been wanting to ask you for a while. We've known each other for, I guess, two or three years online only on social media for the most part. That's right. And uh, you uh, you featured my work a few times on the forecast and, uh, and social media. And uh, I follow yours. I, I catch your weather reports, and uh, you're just you're just you're your joy in my newsfeed. You're so positive, and 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 uh, it just it's a, you're just a good person, at least on social media. I don't know what you like <laughs> in the real world. Horrible so. on a personal level. I knew <laughs> it. I knew it. <laughs> no, you know, I feel like your work and my work supplement each other because. Um, I'm indoors and although I can see what's going on with the radar and with all the computer models that I have when I actually see what I'm presenting in your photos it's just so much more beautiful than anything I can explain you know like when you do those pictures of the fog coming in through Dallas or even when it's a beautiful clear night and they light up the um, buildings in a certain color I, it's just a, Dallas really has a beautiful skyline and it's a beautiful city Regardless of, of what's happening on the ground, um, I think it has just a beauty that that most people across the nation don't know about. Oh, I agree. We definitely lucked out as far as uh, skyline goes. Uh, mm -hmm. And Fort Worth's not too shabby, but let's stay on Dallas. <laughs> and, I, and I also agree with you. Uh, that you're basically saying I'm the greatest photographer you've ever known. So <laughs> basically, basically. <laughs> I, do, I do love your work. You're very that, that's what I got from your response. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so getting back to you. So I wanted to ask a little, uh, I want to share a little bit of your backstory with people. Um, you, you started as a reporter, uh, but I've known you as a meteorologist. When did you know you wanted to be a meteorologist? Well, I was actually, I went to school for broadcast news at the University of Texas and started my career as an anchor in English and then a reporter in English and then um, transitioned to Spanish because I'm bilingual. And one day, 20 years ago, a long time ago, um, the meteorologist, was not able to go on and they kind of shoved me in there because I was already a reporter and they just said do the weather and this is back when it wasn't with Univision it was with a different station um, back when they didn't really require 
uh, weather women to be meteorologists. And so they just kind of pushed me in there. And as I filled in for her, I realized I really loved it. I was really drawn to it and I wanted to know more about it and understand it. And so I decided to go back to school and they paid for it. And so that was wow. getting to meteorology. They paid for my, my degree and uh, my second degree. And so I have a degree from Mississippi State University um, of meteorology. And I have a degree of broadcast news from the University of Texas. Yeah, your resume is quite, uh, quite impressive. You've, uh, you've accomplished a lot in, uh, in such a little amount of time. Well, it feels like an eternity for me. <laughs> oh, um, but... all those hours of studying, yeah, and going, to, yeah, it's just, it's very impressive. You've done so much. Thank you. Uh, so kind of curious about, I see you on the reports, and I see you online and sharing, uh, you know, the stats, and, but there's a lot of work that goes on into it. Kind of curious, uh, how do you prepare for these forecasts? Could you uh, share any of that? Yeah, of course. Um, I have a whole slew of uh, computer models that I look at. Um, you have the long range ones that are, are the European and the North American model, the NAM. Um, and you also have the GFS. The NAM actually is only 48 to 72 hours, but the long range ones um, are the Euro and the GFS. And so those kind of help you out with long-term, you know, seven to 10 days from now, if we're looking at a snowstorm. And I say that because, you know, I used to work in Boston and Chicago. So I use those for snowstorms. Or, you know, if, if we are getting into an unsettled pattern, obviously after three days, it's much harder to forecast anything, uh, but you can kind of see the pattern, uh, whether it would be an unstable one or a more stable one. Um, so every day I take a look at those computer models and then the short term high resolution models, um, which are several ones there's, you know, for severe weather out three hours supposed today, it's going to be a high instability day and we are looking at the possibility of tornadoes at 7pm, then there are specific models like there's a Texas Tech University has a model that I look at for short term uh, tornado possibilities. Um, so there's a lot of different tools and I have a sheet that I have actually I have it right in front of me uh, that I fill out every day. And for each day of the week, I have five little boxes and I put what the NAM says is going to happen and, and, you know, regarding um, temperatures and what the GFS says and what, you know, the other ones say. And some days they are really different. And then I have to take my expertise and you know decide which one to go with and once in a while we pick the wrong one and that's when we get that wrong forecast that everybody's like oh they're the worst you know they got it wrong because everybody remembers the one time you get it wrong and not the 100 days or 80 days that you got it right so for example for tomorrow the um gfs has 66 for the high and uh the nam has 65 for the high so that's pretty close right that that you know you you can pick easily through through those um but sometimes one will say 82 degrees and the other one 66 so you you have to use your expertise um from what you've seen take into account you know the high pressure or the low pressure the winds the the cloud cover and then kind of go with your gut um so they're a guide and then you use your experience um to come up with your own forecast how do you think you've developed that kind of intuition or the experience to be able to determine that outcome? Well, you know, kind of, I think like everything in life, um, experience teaches you, right? 
uh, I'll give you an example. We we're talking about politics, right? And we're looking at the polls and thinking this person's going to win or that. But we were, you know, we were taught a lesson last time not to listen to the polls, right? So this time you're like, well, I'm not just going to completely believe what that's saying. Well, that's how you feel. Um, you know, I've been burned by the, the GFS many times, and I know it does better in summer weather than winter weather, whereas the European model does better in winter weather, or usually it does. And so you kind of learn from experience uh, being burned when you said it was going to snow 20 inches and it was two inches of snow. Uh, and you, you learn which model does better with what. And also what's happened last time, you know, if we have um, one thing I learned is during tornado outbreaks, most of the time is because of, uh, of the cold front. But many times, many of the tornado uh, events that I've had are because of warm fronts, which are sneakier. Mm -hmm. um, so, and w also one rule of thumb that I've learned of experience that the day that the cold front comes through is usually the warmest day because it lifts up all the wind from the south, all the heat from the south. So if the models say it's going to be 80 on the day the cold front comes in, I usually bump it up because the models don't do so well at taking into account the lift from the front coming in. So just things like that, um, I think I've learned with experience. Interesting. Uh, that uh, the stuff that I read when I, uh, you know, look at the forecast and stuff like that, but I also go outside and I tend to go on roofs and uh, kind of feel the weather, look at the clouds, precipitation. And uh, yeah, I kind of, I kind of, I can relate to what you're saying there. I don't know if anybody else can, but uh, I, I do, I, I think uh, you explained it very well enough, but uh, yeah, experience and you've got it. Uh, and uh, it's led you to working at Univision uh, the network that you're on now, what's it like working at Univision? And do you have any fun or interesting stories? Oh, um, I mean, I, I just absolutely love it. Um, I think one of the main things that I try to explain between working in an English market and in a Spanish market, a lot of the people that watch Univision are essential workers, right? Um, that construction workers, uh, they work outside or, you know, we have a lot of uh, blue collar workers and a lot of white collar workers, but um, most people don't really care if it's uh, half an inch of rain or an inch of rain, right? To where when I worked at an English station, if I said it was going to be two inches of, of snow and it was two and a half, they said, well, you said two inches, right? Um, they care whether they're going to make a living that day because if it's going to rain all day, construction doesn't work or, you know, outside vendors don't work or, you know, so they don't make a living that day. So it's more about um, being able to make a living, being able to live their lives than um, pointing out tiny little, you know, you said it was going to be 52 and it was 58. They don't really care about that. They care about the big picture. So I think that's the main difference between Univision and anywhere else I work. Also, we're very close at Univision. Um, the Latin Hispanic um, community, we're very warm, right? And so um, the friendships that you develop and, and the atmosphere, you know, it, things have changed a lot because of the pandemic. But I remember when I first came into Univision, people say hello with a, a, a hug and a kiss on the cheek everybody. And so I wasn't used to that. And when I went in, I was like, Hey guys, I'm just going to say hello on a general. Cause I can't go to every person and hug them every day. Like everybody else does. <laughs> um, so it's very warm. We're very close knit. Um, there's not, you know, I used to have a, 
a team of seven meteorologists and now it's uh it's just two of us and so it's it's a smaller group it's a closer group and we're just really involved with the community we serve well i can definitely tell that much and i liked that you uh you actually put yourself in other people's shoes with your statement a, a minute ago about uh you know making decisions and people actually looking to you uh whether they're going to be able to work or not and i could just tell in your in uh your statement there that you uh, actually you really do care uh, your, your, uh, you know that um, your position as a meteorologist is very impactful to a lot of people in, in our community. You, f you actually feature uh, local photos. You featured me many times, even mm -hmm. on your social media. And again, thank you very much. Um, but you, what, um, why do you do it? Why, why do you share other people's photos uh, that they submit in well, or maybe you find online? Well, first of all, because um, they usually send them to me or I, I find them because I'm a terrible photographer and <laughs> and I feel like being a photographer is a gift and it tells a it story is, it that, is, I, it is. <laughs> that I can't tell. Yeah, it tells a story that I can't tell. And, you know, sometimes I'll say like, hey, there's huge hail coming, blah, blah, blah. But people don't believe me. But when I show them the pictures, they're like, wow, that really did some damage. Maybe I should listen uh, to those warnings and watches, you know. Okay, I want to try something with you. It's a rapid fire questions. Are okay. you ready? I'm ready. Okay, all right, here we go. What do you like more, white fluffy clouds, storm clouds, or rainbows? Oh, definitely stormy clouds. Um, I have Mamatis clouds as my favorite of all time. Ooh, I love Mamatis clouds and cumulus clouds too. Mm -hmm. All right, high fiving you right there. Uh, what, uh, what's your favorite type of weather? I love uh, thunderstorms, but not severe because severe causes problems for people and scares a lot of dogs. But I just love lightning and thunder and um, and heavy rain. I, I just love storms. They're beautiful. Mm -hmm. Oh, me too. Me too. Do you like the clouds or the precipitation more? Um, or I just like all of it? All of it. I love how the wind smells right before the storm hits. What's the scariest weather event you've ever covered? scariest weather event well i would have to say harvey um i got sent down to houston to deal with that hurricane and i had never seen so much um death and just destruction and it, it was terrible that that will i will never forget people calling asking for help because they were drowning and in, in their mm. own terrible terrible yeah yeah so sad that situation um oh man uh have you ever been, uh, are you ever scared of thunder and lightning as a kid? No, I've always loved weather. I've always loved it and I've never really been scared of it. I think the only weather event that I'm scared of is ice, driving ice? on ice. Um, I can't, nobody can drive on ice, right? Like people think four wheel drive and it's so dangerous and there's nothing you can do once you start losing control of it. Uh, I mean, you're supposed to just like go of the, of the um, wheel, but I was in an accident with my mom when I was little uh, because of ice. And, oh, no. and I mean, we were fine, but I just, and I know that ice is, it's like I said, if you just with a little patch of ice, if your wheel hits it the wrong way, you can spin out. It's just so dangerous. I just don't like it. <laughs> Do you have a secret like weather app where you check the weather off and on, on different places that you may want to take a vacation to? Um, I love Weatherbell. Weatherbell is really, really good. Really basically has everything that you have, but 
uh, for my radar app, I really like Radar Scope. Radar Scope. Okay, that's the one I use. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's a good radar one. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for inviting me. And more than anything, thank you for letting us use some of your art because those photographs you make are just amazing and they're lovely art. So I really appreciate it. And, uh, and I hope we continue this partnership. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you again for coming on. Thank you. And that's it, everybody. I want to thank you all for listening. I want to thank Nellie Carino again for coming on and sharing some of her story. I'll put all of her contact information in the podcast description. And until next time, you guys stay creative.